they don't get to just make decisions in the best interest of their company and neglect people's safety and decide that people's safety is just the cost of doing business. Due to shoddy repair work, Marsha Sibashan and her husband were trapped inside their burning car in a horrible accident. Today, we'll talk to Marsha about her fight for justice and holding the repair shop and insurance company accountable in court. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Semmerman. When Marsha and Matthew Sibashan bought their Honda Fit in 2013, they did their homework. They looked up the Carfax, took the car to their local and trusted repairman, and nothing, not anything, told them that the car had been previously repaired for hail damage to its roof. But when Marsha and Matthew went to visit their family for the holidays in December of 2013, that repair work turned out to be pivotal. Just four months after purchasing their new car, they were struck head-on by a Toyota Tundra truck hydroplaning out of control. The car caught fire, and the roof collapsed, seriously injuring Marsha and Matthew. My husband and I were driving down to my grandparents' house the weekend before Christmas, and we're driving south. And my husband was driving during this portion of the trip, and um, we were headed southbound on a highway that had, it was two lanes going each way with no median in between. Um, He was in the right-hand lane because it was raining and uh, driving slower than the speed limit, and a large pickup truck was headed northbound and hydroplaned. Um, over into our lane and hit our car. Um, Our vehicle caught on fire. The gentleman in the truck who hit us, um, along with some people who were passing by, pulled me out of the car because my door was able to be opened. And then they were trying to get my husband out, but his door wouldn't open. His feet were caught under the pedals, and the car was starting to be on fire. Um, and he eventually had to reach down into the floorboard through the flames to pull his seat free, and they were able to pull him out through the window. That's Marsha Sibashan, four years after the accident and one month after a Dallas jury held John Eagle Collision Center accountable for shoddy repairs it made to the Sibashan's car before they purchased it. The previous owner had taken it there because he purchased it from there. Um, the car had significant hail damage, and he actually still had photos of the hail. It's the largest hail I've ever seen. And he bought it there to be repaired, and they had to replace the roof panel because how significant the damage was from the hail. Um, I'm not sure where in the process between them and the insurance company, State Farm, but between the two of them, the decision was made to use an adhesive to replace the roof panel and attach it back to the vehicle rather than welding it per Honda's OEM specifications and how the car was originally designed and crash tested. So initially, I was in the hospital. uh, And one of my friends, I remember laying in Baylor rehab and one of my friends talking to me and saying, but Marsha, why did the car catch on fire? Cars aren't supposed to do that. They're designed not to. And I was so confused. And so our initial attorney brought in Todd Tracy, who specializes in um, this type of when there's something wrong with an actual product. And he had experts look at it. And I think just within the past year or so, we finally understood what actually had happened to the car previously that caused this. We didn't know about the roof panel until just 
relatively recently, and it's, I mean, it's just repeatedly finding out more details as time goes on that just reopen all the wounds. As Marsha explains, the repair shop did not use Honda's recommended OEM, or Original Equipment Manufacturer Repairs, for fixing the roof. Instead of welding it back together as the manufacturer recommends, the body shop glued the roof on. But the body shop isn't the only one that the Sibachons are hoping to hold accountable. I think insurance companies need to either invest in the engineering and testing that would be required to be able to say the repairs that they're doing that are alternative to manufacturer standards are just as safe or safer, or they need to default to manufacturer standards. Those should be the two options. As you go with the way the car was originally designed and crash tested and the way that Honda put time and money into with their experts to design it, or you yourself invest in the experts engineering time, crash testing, all of that to ensure the way you're doing it instead is just as safe. There needs to be an expectation of that for insurance companies. Marsha and Matthew's case also sheds light on the insurance industry's corner cutting on automobile repairs. After a crash, insurers may pressure drivers to choose from a list of preferred body shops where they can push for cheap, substandard repairs. Despite laws prohibiting this practice, insurers can place Texans in harm's way, prioritizing their bottom line over customers' safety. But Marsha is hopeful that the recent jury verdict will send a message to body shops and insurers. For the repair companies and the insurance companies, I hope it means that they are responsible for the choices they make, not only for the current owners of vehicles, but for anyone who may drive that vehicle in the future, any passenger in that vehicle, any person who is on the road around that vehicle who is counting on them being repaired to certain standards, and they have to take responsibility for that. I hope it sends an incredibly clear message to them that they don't get to just make decisions in the best interest of their company and neglect people's safety and decide that people's safety is just the cost of doing business and do a cost-benefit ratio for themselves. It's not okay. And she's hopeful that her family will finally be able to move on from this horrible tragedy. Walking into trial... We're very anxious, didn't know completely what to expect. It was sitting through hours upon hours of experts detailing the worst moments of our life, um, attorneys questioning our life. The other attorney during opening statements made a statement about how well we had recovered and I had to fix my face because I could not stomach someone making that claim about us who had met us that same day. But on, I can't remember if it was a Wednesday or Thursday of the trial, that night at home, I came completely unglued and was sobbing uncontrollably and Matt had to sit and just hold me because I was fairly convinced that there was just zero justice in our system and there was no hope that anyone would ever be held accountable for what had happened to us. Um, And then less than a week later, I was looking back on that moment thinking, oh my goodness, (laughs) there is still some, some good left in our system to function the way it's supposed to. 
us personally, it meant someone finally sitting down, someone who didn't even know us sitting down and seeing objectively what happened and telling us that our loss and the pain that we've been through had value to it. And they saw value in who we were before the wreck and that it was not acceptable that that had been taken away from us. So that's what it was to us. And that was incredibly meaningful and validating. Texas Watch has requested an investigation by the Texas Department of Insurance into the insurance industry's corner cutting on auto repairs, and have urged the state agency to take vigorous enforcement action to discourage industry wrongdoers. The Auto Body Association of Texas has also stepped up since the verdict and said that they will hold their members to a higher standard. We applaud them for working to put safety first. To learn more, visit www.texaswatch.org. That's all we have time for today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Texas Tells. All the music on today's show was performed in-house by Ware Wendell. Texas Tells is a production of Texas Watch. You can learn more at www.texaswatch.org.